Mariners Mojo Heartbeat of Baseball here, joined by Joe Rizzo of the Seattle Mariners. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So let's go back to high school. And when did you know that you were going to be like, quote unquote, something special at baseball and that you had a chance to be drafted? So um, I'd I'd have to go back to probably my junior year of high school when um, that that was definitely the best year I had out of any of my my years in high school. I hit like I think I hit it was 615 or something like that with with I, I think nine homers it, it, it was easily my best year and and after that it was kind of the realization of wow this this is real and it could take me a pretty long way and so the draft comes up was there a thought of am I going to go to the pros or am I going to go to college yeah so I had for months and months leading up to the draft I had been meeting with and getting to know the different area scouts of all the teams um in my area and everything like that so when when the day rolled around I pretty much knew that I was gonna go I just wasn't really exactly sure exactly how high and to who I was going to go to because even on um the night of the draft I was having conversations with my then advisor now agent and we we were talking back and forth all the time on on what teams have been calling him and and what we should do moving forward and all that. So it was, it, there, there was definitely a lot going on on draft night. So if you were going to pick college instead of going pro, what college were you thinking of? I was, uh, I was committed to the university of South Carolina is where I was going to go. Gotcha. And even after, cause you got taken with the 50th pick in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was there any deliberation even after you got picked of what you were going to do? No, pretty much. It was, it was pretty clear to me that when I had gotten picked that early that, I mean, you you can't really turn that down, especially with, this is a dream that I had been like every kid dreams about when, when they're super young. So, and with everything that had happened, it was pretty much, yep, let's run with this. And, and it went from there. Was it a surprise to get taken that early in the second, or is that kind of what you were told to expect? Um, yeah. So we had, I like I said, I've been having conversations with my agent, well, now agent, um, pre- days before the draft as well, and had we kind of gotten a good idea of who would who was interested and where they were picking. So I, I kind of had a a solid idea that I was going to go that early, but like everyone knows nothing is really set in stone, but I did, I did have a pretty good idea. So at 18, going from high school to the pros, what was the, what kind of big changes? You, you know, that that's, that's actually a really cool question just because it just being that young and, and my, my family was phenomenal with um, me growing up. They, when I was playing travel ball, they always sent me on my own. So I had to figure out all like how to navigate airports and everything like that and get hotel rooms and do all that when I was 16, 17. So I was pretty familiar with being out on my own away from my family. So that, that wasn't really the biggest change. The um, biggest change for me was really learning how to play every single day. Like in high school, we played two games a week and for the travel team, it was 
four games a weekend or seven in a whole week. So it wasn't like I was exposed to as much baseball as I was when I first got to pro ball. And it was, all right, we're going to, you got, I think I had about a week before our season started. And then it was, you're going to play every single day. And then I think we got one day off a week, I think is what it was. And so learning how to get your body ready to play every single day is, was definitely the biggest change for me. So after a couple of seasons of hitting around 250 in 2019 uh, with Modesto, you hit 295. Did something click that season for you? Yeah, so we actually did a lot of, um, I, well, not necessarily swing changes, but um, posture changes for me. I've always loved my swing, and I've I've known that it could take me, and that, that's my biggest tool. But um, I really had uh, the posture change that I worked on with our hitting coaches, and then um, also just my mentality and approach in, in the box was just so much more mature than, than it was the previous years. And I think that's really what took me over the edge was, was having the, the approach of what I wanted to do every time I stepped in the box and the consistency in my own head that I was like, all right, this is what I'm trying to do. And this is what I'm going to do as opposed to before where it was, I was just trying to hit. Now it was, I was trying to hit my way and that's really what took off for me. So of the five, you know, best tools of, uh, what would you say, hit or power is your best one? Just, just the hit tool. I I do I do think the the power tool is com- and is coming in. Um, th- this fall I I I I think I hit like four or five homers in twenty games was when we went out to instruct. So I'm definitely starting to tap into it a little more, and I've I've been really working on that with um our hitting coaches as well as really learning how to hit more home runs and and really tap into my power. Cause it's not like I, I don't have a ton, but I, I just haven't really quite figured out how to use it all quite yet. And, and that's the biggest thing for me is um, I, I, I think that I'm starting to figure, figure out how exactly my body works and what I can do in order to, tap into all my power as opposed to just some of it. But I definitely think as of right now, my just the hit tool itself is, is my best tool. So how did you stay in baseball shape kind of over the last year or so and really keep that success going during the off season that you found in 2019? Um, yeah. So when everything shut down around here, it was definitely pretty tough. I, I was actually, um, I would um, go to the field with one of my buddies who's with the, the Blue Jays right now, who I've known since we were probably 10, maybe even younger. And um, we actually, we, were, we technically weren't supposed to be out on the fields and stuff like that, but we were just in the cages and, and on the turf, turf fields, just throwing and, and doing all that stuff. And that was really the, how, when everything all like shut down and then, when stuff started opening back up, I started going to the field with my dad and my old high school coach and real, really hammering all that away. And that's, that's kind of how I kept in, in baseball shape through the whole pandemic. Um, so you played a few spots in the infield. Is there a difference between preparing for playing like a bunch of spots and then just preparing for just like third base? Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some, differences like with second base you you got to work around the bag a little bit more same thing in in first you got to actually take the throws from the infielders as well so 
there's small differences, but all in all, really fielding a ground ball is, is fielding a ground ball. It, you do all the same fundamental stuff, it, but it's all about like the, the little things here and there that you do to prepare for each spot. And I, I have a different glove for all of them. So getting used to that glove each day is, is really the only thing that I necessarily do to prepare for each position. Were you a third baseman all the way through high school? I actually, I, um, so I played shortstop for my high school team and then I played, um, mostly third and some second for my travel team. But yeah, so I, I, I have experience in, at all infield spots. I just, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a, a shortstop in professional baseball like most others are, but I, I, I was a shortstop in high school. So is that kind of part of the team's plans with you going forward is to have you be a utility guy or is it just learning to play everything to move you along a bit quicker? Uh, probably some both. I haven't, I've got some clarity, not a ton, but um, really having the versatility of playing the malls extremely beneficial. And, and that's something that I've talked to the Mariners a bunch about. And so that's really what the plan is, is, is to try to stick to one, but have the versatility of playing them all. So have you heard anything this year about the teams playing for you? So um, I'm almost positive that I'm going to go to AA Arkansas this year. And I was told that I'm going to be doing the same thing as in 2019, where I was bouncing around all the infield spots. So that's the plan for this year, hopefully. And, Obviously, things change, but as of right now, that's that's what I know. So you've been at A-ball and high A. Have you been in contact with any of those double-A like managers or any of the people there? Um, so we, we have a new double-A manager this year, and I haven't, I haven't quite – well, I've met him because he was actually with us a couple of years ago, but I haven't gotten the chance to actually work with him quite yet, so – Um, so you said uh, before that you didn't really weren't really following the tournament this year, and you're not really basketball. Did you play any other sports in uh, high school? I actually i i gave up all of other sports really really early. I i played um, both basketball and soccer when I was super young, and then I gave soccer up. And then um, I prob I think I gave up basketball probably when I was in middle school. I I busted my shoulder at a uh, at a baseball tournament and pretty much after that it was I, I I just stuck to the physical therapy and then moving forward it was all baseball for me hey all baseball you can't go wrong <laughs> with that so with kind of being at third base for most of your minor league career so far if you could choose between sticking in the minors for a couple years longer but knowing you were going to be just the third baseman or making it a year or two earlier, but you're going to be a utility guy, like say Bloomquist or Macklemore or someone like that. What would you choose? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. Obviously I would love to do whatever's going to help the big league team win. That's the most important thing is making sure we're winning as many games as possible and we're making it to a world series and then we're winning the world series. So if the best thing for me to do would be, to play all the all the positions and be more of a utility guy then that's the best thing for the team and that that's probably what might be the best thing for my career as, as well so i'd probably i'd probably say the utility just to help the team win
So if you're going to sit down and watch a movie, a baseball movie, what movie are you going to pick? Uh, if I wanted to watch a, a serious baseball movie, I would watch Moneyball. And if it was kind of a comedy joke baseball movie, I'd watch um, The Benchwarmers. is one of my favorites. Ooh, Benchwarmers. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So you make it to the bigs. You step up. And who's the guy you'd be most excited to see on the mound? Honestly, I'd, I'd probably say Clayton Kershaw, just because he's had such a long, fantastic career. And just when baseball really started to become like extremely serious, that was the guy who was he, he was the one to beat and he still is. And so he would definitely be the the number one choice for me to be. If I step in the box against him, I'm I'm excited. So, anyone in the majors that you would compare yourself to? Um, I've heard a couple different things from from other people, but I I do like uh, maybe like a Colton Wong type. I guess hmm. he might be a little bit better of a, a defender than I am, but definitely as a hitter, maybe probably that that might might be a good comp i've also heard matt stairs i don't know if you remember that name i, yeah. I remember matt stairs <laughs> i've also I've, I've heard that i've heard that as a player comp as well hey if you can spend the last five years of your career as a oh my god it's guy, unbelievable what that guy did with his career i i i don't know that because pinch hitting is an extremely hard thing to do like especially like you're sitting on the bench for seven eight innings and then all of a sudden you're expected to go in and you get one at bat and turn a game around. I, a whole lot of respect for that guy with what he, he did with his career. Cause that is, it's very hard to do. Yeah. I can't even imagine something like that, especially with, cause you guys are getting there. What, like five hours before the game starts. So for a seven o'clock game, I probably show up to the field every day around 12 ish. Yeah. 12, one ish. Showing up at twelve and not getting into the box until yeah. nine nine thirty. It's night. a long day. <laughs> uh, well, we won't make this too long. So, uh, thanks for joining us, Joe. Is there anything you want to plug before we let you go? Um, no. I just I really appreciate you guys reaching out and having me on here. It was I'm I'm really happy with it, and I'm really thankful for you guys. Thanks for coming Thank on. Uh, at Joe Riz yes. six on Twitter. Make sure to check out Joe Rizzo, Joe Rizzo <laughs> on the Mariners and see how he does this year. Yeah, Thanks thank you on, so Joe. much again for having me. That was our interview with Joe Rizzo, third base prospect for the Seattle Mariners. It was interesting hearing about how he went through the process of getting drafted as a high schooler and what he's been up to since then. Make sure to watch for Joe Rizzo this season as he starts in double A and goes from there. Hopefully we'll be seeing Joe in the majors in a couple years. Until then, Mariners Mojo, the heartbeat of baseball.